Yo, it's the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Raji Rabbit and Friends podcast. This episode, oh yeah, it's a D-Lot special. Digital Lizards of Doom in the building along with Jesse. What Photographer. Up? Where can they find your photos real quick? Uh, jsuttonphoto.com. jsuttonphoto.com. D-Lotband.com. Dot com. We all got our dot coms. And of course, you, if you didn't find this, you, you can check out the show blog at rajirabbit.com for any kind of accompaniment uh, photos of the guys or some random shit that we end up doing. I don't know. We might take some photos and share them. Who knows what we do on this podcast. It's going to be a good one, I'll tell you that. D-Lod, you've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Gabe, I call you Gabe because that's your real name. <laughs> but uh, Digital Lizards of Doom, doing a lot of stuff. You guys just came back from L.A. Yeah, dude. All right. So first of all, you've been doing a lot of shows around the L.A. and San Diego area. Yeah. Um. Your background, a lot of people may not know that. How did, how did you start uh, your musical career? Oh, man. Should we go way back? I want to go to like, like a clean cut hair. Okay. You know. Okay. That, was, was that <laughs> ever true? I mean, yeah, hair is yeah, kind of yeah. wild. It's a, I love his no, hair. Uh, I got hair envy because I don't grow hair on the top <laughs> of my head. We got to. Uh, Many other places, just not the top of my head. Yeah, we got to go back to, I'd say, about 12. 12 or 13. That's when I picked up a bass guitar for the first time. Nice. And, um, yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, a buddy of mine who lived around the corner, we just started playing some music together and jamming. And he kind of, I don't want to say forced me into playing the bass in his band. Um, I was definitely willing. I just didn't know... Why he was holding was a gun at you? Yeah, pretty much. Like, something like that. Force. It was actually a skateboard. It was a skateboard. Yeah, he was going to hit you. He was going to hit me over the head with the skateboard. That's kind of partly true. but Oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we did that for a little while, and then I got some bass lessons, and I started playing in a bluegrass band. Uh, my na- my other bluegrass. Neighbor, my other neighbor's bluegrass. You didn't know this about me? No, we've never man. talked about this. No, man. But See, I was wondering is... why you had like that straw in your mouth, like the the, <laughs> the actual straw that grows from the ground, a wheat. Yeah, it's good. A wheat for me. straw, doctor... and you walk around with that in your mouth. That makes the... total sense. <laughs> the doctor says I have to keep it in there. Because yeah. he doesn't brush his teeth. That's because I don't brush my teeth. Yeah. I don't floss. So. <laughs> it's so we do wheat straws. <laughs> No, that's cool though. Bluegrass, it's sweet. Yeah. It was, okay. So the deal was, is this guy around um, the corner from me? Uh, he was a neighbor friend, and di- different guy. He, this guy was probably like in his fifties mm-hmm. um, at the time, and uh, his deal was he'd teach me how to play bass if I was the bass player in his band, because he had like a little bluegrass band. He played nice. guitar. His son played drums. Uh, his wife played organ or in keyboards, and he had his friend that played mandolin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also when I fell in love with the mandolin because I was like, "Oh man, that's such a rad sound." So, um, so yeah, that was the thing. And he needed a bass player. He's like, "I'll teach you how to play bass if you are the bass player in my band." So it was kind of like a mutual, yeah, beneficial thing for both of us. And and I started playing bass in a, in a bluegrass band, and it was awesome. And nice. so, like for me, I just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And yeah. It was rad. I was playing these like songs about like drinking whiskey and like um, Irish washerwoman. I think was like my favorite song. It was like an Irish 
um, like workers hymn. Yeah. Um, from like just forever ago, and it was so rad, and it was just super shreddy, and like the mandolin, there's like mandolin solos inside of it and stuff. Yeah. It was so cool. And so yeah, I just fell in love with music at that point, and um, it was actually like uh, my youth pastor at the time turned me on to like Social D, and uh, I think I was like listening to like a a Christian rock band or something uh-huh. like that, and he Whoa, was social like Social Distortion. What's that? Social Distortion. No, no, I was listening to a, another like Christian rock band, and he, so that's not Social D. No, no, definitely two. not Social D. <laughs> okay, I was like, how did the pastor turn you to that? Because I got buddies of mine at work that are like, dude, you don't know Social D, and I'm yeah. like. But it's a different social D. No, no, no. Same social D. There's only one social D, brother. What? Then what are I you just talking asked about? You. Okay, I was listening to a Christian band. Right. And and my youth pastor, who like hated Christian music. Okay. Um, he just thought it was like the cheesiest thing in the world. And he yeah. was like, dude, you need to listen to this. You know. And he's like, this is social distortion. This will change your life. And I put this on or put the CD on, and I was like, this is where has this been you know he's like dude check this out this is the stuff you need to be listening to and so he got me into so many punk rock bands he got me into like the offspring and um social d uh he gave me crap for listening to blink 182 but i still love blink it's like one of my favorite bands all the time yeah but but, yeah he got me into all of pretty much like my favorite bands and that's when i got into punk rock and um started playing in punk rock bands just around the neighborhood and just making noise singing really fast and playing really fast and and then emo came along actually no emo was already along it just happened yeah at that point in time okay emo um, time so, um, so i see a little pattern here so you got a hint of music and uh in um your your kind of your kid band thing and then, yeah. then you got the hint of bluegrass which actually like kind of made musicality come into the picture and actually yeah. probably like really learning a little bit of song structure and stuff and uh then uh and, and then you started <coughs> listening to multiple genres right and so you yeah, I, are getting more rock as you continue to go <laughs> along you're getting they're going like you're just going harder and harder it seems like you're going yeah, i grew up on uh, like my parents listened to uh, they had a pretty eclectic um I guess catalog, yeah. but it was more of what they listened to. It was, it's right. still kind of strict. Like, I listened to classical music strictly most of my life, up until about 12 years old. It oh, was wow. almost all classical music. Um, and from time to time, we, my dad would throw in, like, some Cat Stevens or some Beatles. Yeah. Or uh, the Everly Brothers. Um, I mean, like, hippie stuff. You know? Nice. <laughs> and, uh, so that's all I really knew about music was classical was, was and old, little, little like, old school. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought like softer Cats, rock, old school. I thought Cat Stevens was like hard rock, you know. Like I think, uh, <laughs> I think my, my dad showed me Jimi Hendrix one time, and I thought that was just like the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I was like, wow, like what is this? I, and Queen too. I listened to Queen. I thought yeah, that's great, but Queen was just like a, on a whole nother level, you know. So Queen was like my favorite band, but. uh but yeah, so I was in a bunch of little punk rock bands. This is probably now two years later, fast forward from 12. So this is probably like 14, 15. And uh, I mean, emo had been around for a while, but that's when like My Chemical Romance was like huge, you know, like, and they were just massive and yeah. just totally taking over and all these other bands uh, like Seosin and like Thrice and 
and bands that I still enjoy, uh-huh. I like, but at the time, because, you know, we kind of have that retrospect thing going on, how, like, yeah. these bands started, but then they evolved, you right. know? But at the time, I wasn't into that. Like, right. I, I wasn't into... I hope none of those bands are his podcast and, and uh, like, hate me. They're, they're, you know, they're, it's, <laughs> this is it. It sparks uh, the war. Because uh, I've talked to a few of those guys, and they'll be like, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, man, like... Uh, I just wasn't into it, like, because think about it, I had just discovered punk rock, and it right. was so raw, and it was so unpolished, and it was so yeah. raspy and dirty, and there wasn't any, like, the whining didn't come off as whining in punk rock. Like, you were complaining about your parents, you know, like, not being, you know, making you clean your room and all stuff. Right. But it was, like, in such a, like, total BA way that you, you just, uh, I don't know, you didn't take it as, like, it was a bad thing. But right. with with uh emo and everything i didn't like it i was like this is kind of lame yeah <laughs> like, i'm sorry but it, it is like so the music the, the genre then was kind of started to lean a little bit that way right and, yeah like and everyone i was playing with wanted to lean that way right and again i wasn't playing guitar yet at this point i was strictly just playing bass i was a bass okay. player and whoever's band would have me and i was like right. oh gabe plays bass I was, like, yeah. I was a guy that played bass like oh Gabe okay. plays bass like yeah. he'll be in our band and like oh Gabe plays bass well he'll be in our band <laughs> you yeah. know um, and so I was in so many different bands and then uh, I, like the guys who the two main guitar players and songwriters in the band I was in uh, I think it was called Shrive or Clive or something like that which is kind of funny I think it was Shrive I'm pretty sure it was Shrive and um, they're listening they're like you forgot our band Andy. <laughs> I doubt they're listening <laughs> <laughs> we don't really talk anymore but um <laughs> they're stalking you right now like facebook oh they're that's like, so scary they're gonna, like, they're gonna see what gabe did, did good damn digital lizards are doing this successful son of a bitch he could have been he could have been on he could have been in shrive we could have been shrive <laughs> shrive in the shrive. lizards of doom could shrive and shriving it up shrive right the now. doom or something you know they're all like jealous right now Sipping they're gonna back. be like listening to this podcast sipping back my uh my cold whiskey right here yeah <laughs> um but, uh, so they had gone to see, I'm pretty sure it was Sayosin. You know Sayosin, right? We'll pretend I do. Um, you would know them if, I'm sure you've heard, the heard music. some of the like, music. Like, because, I, I don't think, know, because I could do, I'll tell you right now, because it's, it's actually hilarious to me when you mention social distortion, because I have this big, big to do with a buddy of mine at work. And Am I allowed to say where you work? Uh, we'll say a music store. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. because I'm not officially I didn't want to say anything, sponsored yeah. by anybody, you know, yeah, yeah. and all that. Norton, you know, but and you don't want trouble. So, so you so work at a, so work for at the a audience music store. He, Raji Rabbit works at a music store. Part, <laughs> you know, and part of my life, I have to pay the bills. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, you know, we we he's like, dude, you got. He came over to my house one day, and I had people over, and we were just like listening to stuff and. We're playing stuff on the, the, the Apple TV, and we're playing stuff off the computer. And he's like, "Dude, let me play a song. Let me play, you know, because he he doesn't dig any kind of like now music, you know. <laughs> like he, he's uh, straight up rock, you know, yeah. and like about that life. And uh, so he put on Social D, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What is this, dude?" I'm like, "Okay, all right, cool, you know." I, I can't understand his words. What? Like, yeah, I don't know what edit Dude, he Mike put Ness, on me. Man, that's I, like yeah, that's what he's a, he's a, he's his hero. <laughs> he's his hero too. I'm not. I don't want to come off as this oh, social dude, B, but I it's me, dude. I, you're so safe I couldn't from even. Me. Here's a funny story. 
I couldn't even. We're driving down the road. I'm giving him a ride home from work because he didn't at this point in time have a vehicle. So I'm giving him a ride home from work, and I start asking him about some shit, and I could not remember the name of the band for anything, nor the singer guy, and I don't know what brought it up, but I wanted to ask him about it. And I was like, "What's that guy's name? That that, that, that guy you like? And you keep telling me I should like that, that Jim Quanker." <laughs> <laughs> so we always call each other Quank at work now. We about died laughing and started because at first he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "The guy from that band that you like." And he's like, "Are you talking about social distortion?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And he's like, "You motherfucker!" And he's so pissed that I called the guy Jim Quanker, but I couldn't remember his name. And Jim Quanker just suited fine for me. Oh, so, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, social dude, dude. You're safe with me, man. You don't Jim, gotta apologize. Jim, Jim Quanker is. Not Jim Mike Ness, right? Was his real name? Mike Ness, yeah. Right, Mike, Mike Ness. <laughs> so now at work, if you ever hear me yell out "quank" when we're just like walking through the aisles and stuff, you yeah, know, like don't take it personally. No, All quank, right. quank is is our endearing name now. We've we've changed quank over. That's so cool. So we like yo quank, you know, we That's just awesome. call each other quank. It's like a term of love. What's up, quank? Yeah. So <laughs> if I ever call you quank, it's a good thing because you like social D too. So my dude, I, you know. I love social D. I wish they had more of like a, oh. No, I guess I was about to say something stupid. Never mind. I, yeah, back. I, I was about to say more something. Emo. What's that? I wish they just put out an emo album. That would be horrible. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Actually, so, it's funny you say that because he did put out a solo album in like 2006 or seven, which was awesome. But it was um, it was like more country and oh, southern wow. rock, and it's super twangy and stuff, which I love. It's like honky tonk stuff. But I, dude, I love music of all kinds, man. Like, right. If it's good, if it's a good song, I so, love it. You know, so, so so let's get let's get uh, to the the playing the music. So when did you pick up a guitar versus well, a bass? That's exactly what I was about to get to uh, with the the emo thing. That's why I mentioned, brought that up. So Seosin, okay. which dude at the music store you work at, I'm sure you've heard Seosin riffs because it's one of those bands that people will play. Are they like highly arpeggiated and? Uh, no, they're not even like that. Because okay, like, all I good, hear at work all day is yeah, people know how to do the, like, the fast playing, and they they turn up the amps the loudest, and they. How many fade to blacks day. do you hear though? Uh, you ever hear the dun dun or one? Sorry, I was, uh, one. You ever hear like fade to black? I don't black hear that, no. dude. I hear like, like some cool like uh, classic rock riffs played a lot of the yeah. times that are not just played the it's correct ca- way. They're it's kind of like, like that. A off. Like it's kind of that genre. Like there's they had some really cool like little hooks. Mm-hmm. That you know, people were doing mm-hmm. that, that they were doing. So now, when guys check out guitar, they kind of like like to show off. You know, like look, I can play that riff from right. Seosin, and all the girls are like, ah, you know. So um, <laughs> they're kind of that kind of band. <laughs> so like the two songwriters in the band went to go see Seosin at the show, and they came back, dude. I'm not stinking joking. Like they came back, it was almost like I. Uh, it was like, like literally overnight they came back with like pink wristbands and like eyeliner and um and i wear a pink belt for those of you who don't know me and my style i wear a pink belt i'm not wearing it right now but I'm i wear pink so t-shirts. i'm like Pink's it's cool. not it's not necessarily like it's just something i found and i like it wasn't that like i'm anti that stuff whatever i've worn eyeliner i used to wear makeup it's just i probably still wear will wear makeup I, I at some point a photo of you uh with eyeliner and um what was it space spandex yeah dude that i was... love that i love that stuff i love yeah. i mean i listen queen's like my favorite <laughs> well, band dude i love yeah. getting yeah that was the weirdest morning up. uh 
I went to your house and that was the weirdest morning. No, it wasn't. Yeah. We've done way weirder stuff. <laughs> <laughs> way weirder. I'm taking it for a photo shoot or did you just show up and like gave answers to the door in full makeup or what, what happened? A little I, bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> I just like, I'm a weird dude, man. <laughs> Sometimes. But, the um, so they came back, you know, with these like wristbands and like talking about cutting themselves and like all the stuff that I just didn't get. Oh, God. Like, all like, overnight, like, literally themselves? overnight. It, they went to um, Soma. Like, yeah, yeah. They went to Soma, and they came back. That's the San Diego. That's a venue here in San Diego, and um, and they were just like, dude, we're gonna be emo now. And they literally like it was like a business meeting. Like we're changing our genre. Like emos. Like we're gonna do emo yeah. now, and like we're gonna dress like this now. And I'm like, lame, dude. Peace did they, out. Did they really want you like cut yourself or something? It was weird, man. Like yeah, they kind of they kind of did. I mean, like they kind of were like. Like we have to like do this now. I'm like, why? About that that life. seems so silly. Like that yeah, seems ridiculous. About to that me. life, man. About and that um, life. I was right like, away. we're like in the grand scheme of things, we're like pretty privileged people. You know, like I'm yeah. not saying like my parents were rich or anything, but yeah. like we weren't necessarily starving or anything. Right. Like that. There's nothing to be so whining like, about like that hard. Like yeah, so you had to clean your room and like we were already kind of just like doing that in punk rock, just yeah. kind of like parents suck, you know, blah blah blah, yeah, and all that stuff. But, I mean, that's just kind of what you do. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, at that point, they were like, well, if you're not going to sing this way and you're not going to play the bass this way, you're going to have to leave. And I said, Damn. well, if that's it, man, later, you know, like, I'm out. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I said, well, I'm going to have to learn how to play guitar so I can write my own songs. Right. And at the time, I didn't know you could write your own songs on the bass. You know, this is like all brand new to me. Right. I didn't realize that <laughs> was like a thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I thought my life was over at that point. Then I actually wanted to cut myself. I was like, oh, dang it, man. No, um, Guys, come back. I'm emo now. I'm so mad about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so bummed mad. out. Yeah. I saw the light. I want to kill myself like you guys. <laughs> It's like my yeah. belt broke on my neck, and I'm I'm still alive. I want to join the band again. <laughs> yeah, I thought my career was over, dude. Like I was a 14 year old kid, and I was like, oh, this is it. Like I missed my chance to be a musician. Like oh, that's man. what was going on in my head. Oh yeah, dude. I was. If like, you're listening to this and you're 14, life is far from over. <laughs> and if you think that anything is ever unescapable, and you're 14, you are wrong. <laughs> so totally I'm, totally you, wrong you are definitely 100% wrong 100 percent wrong if that's what you think you are definitely wrong you i was wrong many I was 100% years to turn wrong. it around so if you're 14 and you're listening to that now you're um, about to hear somebody who turned it around <laughs> yeah i just i was like wow like i can't play guitar i can't do all this stuff and that was, that's what my focus was, was all the stuff i can't do right you know and I, my focus was i don't know how to play guitar i can't play guitar the guys i played with I thought were some of the like best musicians, you know, in in the world. And I had such a limited um, access to that stuff mm-hmm. that in my in my, in my world, if you technically want to get all logical about it, that's probably true, you know. From my experiences with musicians, you know, so far, those right. guys were some of the best guitar players. So I'm like, there's no way. How am I gonna, you know, just get good all of a sudden at guitar? Yeah. And start a band. That's uh-huh. impossible. So, um, I, uh, I, I think it was, I, I was playing on some other people's guitars and stuff like that. You know, actually, I think I was 15 because, um, I got, um, my, I went to visit some family back uh-huh. in Ohio and my grandfather 
gave me um, his guitar. Nice. Or my uncle gave me his guitar. Nice. So, um, and that it was an acoustic. It was like this old school like acoustic guitar, and um, and uh, so sorry, we're getting distracted. Peter Barker. <laughs> Peter Barker. The He's co- making the a co-host. special appearance. By the yeah. co-host. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, anyways. So yeah, my uh, my uncle had given me this acoustic guitar. So I took it back home, downloaded like all these tabs, and just started learning Metallica solos nice. and like all this stuff just right off the bat. Just like, all right. Actually, no, I think it was Blink first. I started learning all the Blink One Eight Two riffs, nice. and then I was like, oh, this. So uh, it, it definitely helped you out to learn other things first. And did you learn them by ear, like you were just plucking along, or did you like YouTube it, or I. Uh, was YouTube, YouTube was like, yeah, YouTube. yeah, YouTube was around. He's not how old? How yeah. old are you? I'm 26. 26. YouTube was around. It was like in its very infant stages. Right. So there yeah. wasn't yeah, a million yeah, yeah, right. tutorials up there. No, you know. it was like it was like YouTube like five videos up there. For yeah, me. it was weird. Like YouTube was, um, it was uh, homemade music videos almost. Mm-hmm. Like that's I remember when I first discovered YouTube, and it was really funny, like bootleg stuff. Because, like, it was uh, bootlegged music videos. Like, so many people would, like, film it right on their cameras or whatever, like, on a TV. Yeah. And I'd go and watch the video, and then they'd, like, re-upload the audio with, like, the real audio. So, oh, I was like, oh, so yeah, because the labels you... didn't have all the videos up Yeah, yet, they didn't so have any. The... Yeah. So, that's what I would do. Um, that was, there was that. There was uh, Launch, which was, like, actually dying out at the time. Yahoo Launch. Do you remember Yahoo Launch? No. You could watch, like, music videos and stuff. Uh, it was like YouTube before YouTube, except it was super limited. It was like strictly music. Um, so that happened, and um, no, I just got tabs. You know, I just down- I went to like whatever those guitar tablature sites yeah. are, and just like downloaded the tabs. So tab and was stuff. a little easier for you because you know, a lot of people listening may want <coughs> to uh, start playing guitar, and uh, if they know your music, they know you're pretty kick ass at that. So thanks, man. The uh, um, you know, so tabs were easier for you than just doing complete normal. Yeah, I um, Shoot I did music. both. I I did ear. I tried to because I, I had played piano, but I wasn't really great at sight reading. Right. And um, so I could struggle through a riff, but I said with guitar. And also, think about where I was. I was trying to like just get it down so I could start start my own band. Right. So I was like, what's the fastest way? to get me to start playing guitar. Yeah. And, uh, I actually had gone to um, our favorite uh, guitar store, and that's where <laughs> I met a lot a lot of you guys. Um, yeah. And it's it's pretty amazing to say I still have relationships with a lot of these guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think we were just talking to someone the other day. It was like, oh, yeah, I've been selling him stuff since, you know, he was like 16. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, funny. I mean, uh, music stores are important to uh, to the world, you know, and I mean, like, just all of them. If you're a brick and mortar store, uh, that's what they call it when you have a real building, then it's <laughs> so valuable. And you should always shop at a place, even if you shop online. Shop online at a place that has a brick and mortar store because what's going to happen potentially is that they're go- there's not going to be a place for you to go and bitch when you need to return something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're going to be online, and if you don't send Especially, a respectful email, you may not get a, you know, yeah. you may not hear back for a while, Especially you know. Especially so. with a, 
you know, with music. Because right. as you know, how much, how many times have we bought stuff as musicians and had to exchange it? Right. It it's not the right, right thing way, for fit. you. I mean, technically, you know? it could be perfect, but it's yeah. not the same style that you're looking and, for. Yeah. And a lot of online places, you know, are uh, fast to ship to you, and it's like not so fast to deal with a customer service issue. You know, like you know, and then let alone if you continue to need to like exchange something, you know. But then uh, you know. Uh, exchanges are less and less when you can actually try out the gear and that's what is impossible to do whenever you don't have a real store yeah you know so the internet is kind of sucking because it's like bringing a lot of uh mom and pop shops to their knees you know as well as big stores you know hurting mom and pop shops because of just prices and stuff and but uh but the i don't think that a mom and pop shop will ever die and i also don't think that brick and mortar stores will will die just because the environment that that it that it that it brings you met a lot of people yeah. through that store you know you you reconnect i've seen you in there and you've reconnected with people you're like oh dude what's up what's yeah. up you know it's like fools you haven't seen in a while and they're like yo what's up i'm playing here and here and yeah. you know then you guys exchange information i thought that was pretty cool i oh, just happened to eavesdrop on that because you were working with me on something and then some people popped in. Yeah, dude. That you knew. But, I mean, that environment is priceless, and it's not going to happen on the internet. You're not going to, oh, hey, what's up, dude? You're here at Amazon.com, too? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I didn't know you were at Amazon.com. <laughs> Holy shit. Look at you. Oh, you're on uh, YouPorn, too? Oh, hey, how you <laughs> Fancy bumping into you here. Uh, no pun intended. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you know, you can't run into people at online websites. So. No, definitely not, man. And, um... I totally agree. I don't think they're ever going to die. I think if any, like, I think the worst thing that would happen would be that it would get close to that and people would freak out and realize, oh man, you know, it's easy. It's really easy to see what you're, um, or it's really easy to forget what you're actually getting. Right, you know, right, right, right. You take it for granted. You take it for granted when you have it. So exactly. you're like, you can go to this store if you want. You don't go to the store. You say, stay in your pajamas at home. You shop, and you don't. And that's any kind of store. I've been, you, in, you know, um, I've seen you in action, dude. Where people are asking you a million questions because you're such, you're so knowledgeable, especially when it comes to tech and everything. And it's like, it's very rare that I've seen you not be able to answer a question. So what, you know, you can't do that over an email. And so the amount of questions I've seen people ask you, that'd <laughs> yeah. be like, what, two weeks, that'd three weeks of like emails, email you know? Thread, yeah. So yeah, you can't, you can't replace that with anything. I don't even care if you have like, oh, mm. we have people available to chat online. Yeah. Like, dude, I yeah. do that stuff too. And it's not the same. Yeah. And phone, phone uh, service is not the same. Like <clears throat> I'd rather people bring something in and show me what their problem is because people call up and they're like, hey man i got these pro tools and i can't uh i can't get it going and i'm like whoa because now you're talking about a computer <laughs> you know a computer and you have not a damn thing to go on except they probably have a computer hopefully or either they're just sitting there with a the box in their hand. And man, man, I put, like, I put I the disc to? into the toaster yeah it didn't it didn't work <laughs> yeah it's so yeah, that physical face to face is better than anything. Cause I mean, you can offer free phone support, but there's only so much people can do over the phone, and you can remote control computers too. Now, you know, like you could do the Google Hangout, and I could oh, like yeah, yeah. share my share your mouse, so I could show you how to do something uh, on a, on a Google Hangout. But at the same time, or like a Skype, but the, at the same time, you don't really get the opportunity to repetitively say, "Here, you push this button." 
No, you do it right now because you need to get that mem- that muscle memory in and figure this out because I'm only going to arm this track for you like one time, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And now you need to do that about six times so you remember it when you leave this place. I need to do that so. with my mom. Jeez. Yeah, just, yeah, just like, this is how you do it. This is how Man. you turn the computer on. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. But... So, so the the tab tablature and uh, a music store environment helped spawn the guitar playing version of of Young Gabe because <laughs> yeah, he is man. not digital as of doom at this time. It uh, yeah, that was that was uh, far into the future at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, and it really catapulted like everything for me um, with with where I was, you know and what i needed help with and what i didn't know what i wanted to know i didn't even know what i wanted to know man i was just like dude i know i love music Mm -hmm. that's it that's all i'm gonna do um this is what i gotta do and what do i need like show me like so i was just asking i mean i I probably bugged so many people there (laughs) they probably thought i was the weirdest guy but I, I really wanted to know. I was like, I wasn't trying to act like a rock star. I wasn't in there like trying to show off. You know, we're talking about guys that go in there and play riffs. I was like, that was not me because I was like, dude, I don't know any cool riff. And yeah. I lo- just I was like, dude, I'm I'm just here to learn, man. Like, yeah. I, I just want to be good, you know. So, um, but yeah, that was that was awesome. And so I started playing guitar and um, wrote a couple really bad songs. Yeah. Uh, I think my friend stole my notebook that had like the tabs I had written out and the uh <clears throat> and the uh lyrics I had written out for uh-huh. like this first song I wrote on guitar. Uh-huh. And he tortures it with me sometimes. Like he's like, Yeah dude, like I'm gonna I'm gonna you sell this someday it? or oh, something. Man. Yeah, dude, it's That's horrible. Hilarious. It's horrible. Like he'll sit I'm not even joking. Like he'll probably listen to this podcast. He'll he'll send me pictures from time to time. He'll like take pictures of the notebook. Is it, is it someone I know? It's Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. He, he, it's my buddy. He lives up in Oregon. Now I can talk uh, you now. You need, you need to operate. <laughs> he get, sends pictures of it. Get a ninja it. mission going, dude. You know? like, I'm going to make some photos. Jump over so some lasers bad. and steal the book back, you know? It's so bad. I Oh, man, it's horrible. And there's a recording somewhere, but I think it's toasted probably by now. Oh, man, dude. But, the early shit is the. Oh. It, it's so funny because you're so hype about making it, you know, when you first start recording music on your own, you know? Yeah. And uh, like everything you're so you, hyped about you make, making it, dude, I, I did that shit, dude. When I first uh, started making mixtapes, I bought like an external CD burner, and uh, like I mean, like I, I went the wrong, I chose wrong. There's only a couple times in history that I completely chose the wrong side of history, you know, and that was buying an external CD burner because you had to get the fucking CDRWR or RW music <coughs> ones, the ones that were for music. Now the music ones cost more money. Because they included kind of some kind of like fee that they paid the RIAA because obviously you're going to be doing music. So you're kind of paying the industry as well because they knew that you'd be fucking pirating shit, you know. <laughs> so CDRW music. Is that even around anymore? CDRs and RW. Yeah, I think so. You can still get them. That's crazy. Th- those uh, are uh, more expensive than a normal CDR. So I kept looking at ads and Best Buy and shit, you know, after I bought the burner and there's my shit. Like, you know, almost double the price of fucking, you know, this whole hundred pack of cdrs for a computer and i was like god damn it i should have got a computer burner <laughs> instead of the standalone burner anyways i got a burn standalone burner and i had two turntables in my mixer first dj setup and the ability to record 
I was ready to go, man. I made mixtapes. <laughs> I give them to my friends. Like, here, man, I made this. And God damn, the shit was so terrible. <laughs> like, like far, so bad, dude. Look where we are now, though, dude. It's yeah, I know. And I hope that everybody's disc is destroyed, far destroyed. I was showing, uh, I was showing your new track. Can I say the name of your new, your yeah, new track? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sub to hear it. I was showing that, that song to... Uh, bunch of people at nam and stuff too oh dude gonna, thanks yeah. man i appreciate Good. dude that. you know you know how i operate man you gotta uh, help each other D- out dude D-Lod, showing the love dude thanks you so have much. to man the only way i've ever gotten anywhere has not been because um you know well yeah i guess i've pushed the issue a little bit like you introduce yourself to people right you know right. like you send emails to venues you you talk yeah. to people you get out in the game yeah. but nothing is ever going to happen unless someone else has your back and they right. they repeat it somewhere along the line like Hey, have you heard of this guy? Oh yeah, that guy, he's cool. Yeah, you should totally have him play your club. Dude, that's how I've made it. Mm-hmm. So like the way I look at it, the least I can do is try to do my part. Right. Because right? I think what goes around comes around. I'm a huge believer in that. You know, yeah, so for sure. I think you live Harm. your life a certain way, you're gonna you're gonna, you know, get that back. Yeah. Um and again, that that kinda sounded like kind of dreary. i don't mean like you should like just do stuff just because to get stuff back but at the same time you know like in this industry be mindful of how yeah, you affect people speci- and yeah. i mean specifically in music too because Definitely if you're if you're just trying to be like a rock star or like a justin bieber or something like that then i guess you probably might just do whatever you want but at the same time like if you're trying to build a lifelong career and you love music and you want to do it for a really long time you're going to need to make a lot of friends yeah, you know you're gonna need to make friends. Yeah. You're gonna need to have people that are gonna back you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, I was listening. I listened to a lot of interviews and stuff, and I find that you always kind of have okay. So you got you got like an act, and then they end up they they're actually really closely related to this other act, and this artist, and then this painter or this dancer or this you know <laughs> they kind of know each other or slash have worked with each other but they are coming up at the same time yeah so you know i see it a lot with my friends and stuff and the intertwinings of people you know and i mean just the three of us here it's really cool but, you know you have a photographer you know you have the live performing band and you have the dj producing guy you know yeah but i mean we're all on affiliated with the same label we're all kind of coming up on uh, at the same time and independently it's pretty amazing dude it's it's cool and, and then, it's going to be an awesome story and then the camp keeps extending and our extended family you know people that aren't even you know the label label you know but they're people we work with you know it keeps extending and they're all working hard and i mean this is like a really cool thing that's going on and hopefully when you know that next level hits you know it's just going to be so dope because they're gonna be like oh dude you know like that guy knows that guy if you trace it back it's really interesting like a lot dude, of dude i see that happen and have seen it happen so many times with like a lot of the bands i've listened to and i've seen like the photos or the artwork mm-hmm. or and then i've seen like music videos and and stuff like um okay for example uh you're a huge spider-man fan yep um mark mark webb right is it mark right. webb yeah or david webb uh, i think it's mark. i think it's mark webb yeah, yeah who who directed the new spider-man movies he was doing music videos for for bands like pretty much for free yeah just to get his name out there and like um and and he did stuff for my chemical romance he did like i think their first or second music video um and he did stuff for uh brand new he was doing stuff uh for thrice he did stuff for all these bands and he was friends with them and he would just go on tour with them and learn about them and like make these awesome videos with them and like not making any money off of it right but then look 
he like he was smart about it and connected himself with mm-hmm. people who are gonna you know he th- he thought were gonna be the next thing yeah and now it's like his catalog is just insane like if yeah. you go and see like the the bands and the stuff that he's sh- he's shot and photographed um it's absolutely insane and uh, also artists like who've done really crazy art paintings like the mm-hmm. guy who did um afi's artwork back in like the early 2000s and stuff um was just a friend and now like he has his own store where you wow. can go and like like and it's massive like his yeah. whole style and it, i think it was just two albums he did nice. artwork for yeah. and he did it for like the used. He did yeah. it for other. It's crazy. Dude. Get some exposure and then <clears throat> catapult off that. You know, yeah. but your networking is is gigantically important. And it's not like it's not even. It's not even like it's blatant that it's his artwork. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, the album says you know AFI featuring mm-hmm. so and so's artwork, right there on the front cover. But it doesn't matter because people still like the artwork. Yeah. And you know, probably one out of five people are gonna be like, dude, that's cool. Like, where can I get something? Like, right. I see that again. Who you does know? this? So you or get if that. you walk by a gallery, you're like that looks familiar. That style. Or, yeah, I just their yeah. fans are gonna find out, and once they find out, they're gonna be like, oh, you know those guys? You do that? <laughs> I want that. And yeah, they're they're gonna want everything you do. Yeah. Right. And so their fans become your fans as well. Right. Exactly. And, uh, like, look at Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, I believe, sang background vocals and stuff. Like, she was... Uh, Who's Lady a- Gaga? Akon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did, like, she was, like... Because, you know, there a lot of these larger songs get re- get recorded first. So if you sold a song to somebody else, generally it's recorded so the singer knows how to sing it. <clears throat> so it's like, this is, how we're, this is how the song sounds. It's my voice on here. I'm not as good as, uh, as you, so here's this song. Yeah. And... So she would do those kind of tracks. You know, it's funny too. She was on. She was on the show. The boiling points. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm into that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> well, look. Also, trace back your stuff, right? And that's when they see these connections. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're gonna trace back things from people, and then, and then like we did uh, independently of each other. There, the boiling points of Lady Gaga. I mean, when you just want to know. Hey, where did this lady start? When when's the first time I got started? Was it Boiling Points? Did she start on yeah. Boiling Points? Uh-huh. That's so yeah. funny. Is that where like, oh, you did a good job of acting like Yeah, you not were being mad. Off. Yeah, you lose money. So you, you should come work for MTV. Right, right, right. <laughs> you don't get mad easily. You want a job? No, I, yeah, it was a little different, but it, it's funny to see those things. Like the game, the rapper the game, mm-hmm. right? Did you know that he was on um um he was on a, a dating show and he looked not <clears throat> not game like yeah uh, let's see we have the benefit of internet connectivity and you know how uh, Travis Barker is like one of his drummers now does a bunch of his drum samples and I right. guess Travis Barker um, was playing was doing drum samples for a DJ that happened to go on tour with the game, and he the game was listening to. Talking about DJ AM. Um, he did Just work with DJ AM, but it was a different. It was a different okay. DJ. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like, "Dude, who's like?" He's like, "Where do you where do you get your samples?" He's like, "Oh, well, um, you know, like the drummer for Blink One Eighty Two. He he's like a friend of a friend, and so he does like drum samples for me." He's like, "What? Like that's crazy! Like no way!" He's like, "Yeah, you should like ask him to do drums." And he's like, that's, uh, yeah, right. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you. So he, like, just put in a good word. 
And the next thing you know, Travis Barker's on tour with the game, and the game just blows up because everyone's like, whoa, this is crazy, you know? So, um, oh, is this what you're talking about? Trying to find it. Um, What's it called? See, Stay Together? That's his change of heart. I don't know if he, I guess he was on. For those listening, we are on the interwebs right now. Yeah, we're on Google trying to find this picture, I, I, this video. Sometimes people do a good job of um, hiding things. So you can't, like, it's like uh, some days it'll be there and then uh, um, it's not, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's hard to find again. You're like, God damn, no, I know it's this. It's like that, uh, that um, concert, what's the, uh, Mariah Carey concert. Did you hear about that? Where she fucked up? No, 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 she, um, she, there was this show where like she didn't like the way her makeup looked or something before she went on stage. Yeah. So um, she had security confiscate everyone's um, cameras and um and i think she tried to confiscate their phones but there was like something about that being kind of illegal <laughs> something like that yeah and or like borderline beyonce, illegal beyonce kind of did that because she she uh she didn't like that she hulk <laughs> picture oh she yeah what yeah. she hulk he didn't see that no she, was, so when she performed at she, the super bowl go ahead well oh i think was that it was the, the super, bowl? super bowl okay yeah, and like the next show she just didn't have any press there but everyone had their cell phones, so she got horrible photos from that. It's like what? No, the photos were actually from the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I'm saying the next, um, the next kind of shows that she she can't it's like she had no press there, no uh-huh. photos at all, like professional photos. But oh. people were getting a cell phone pictures, so all the magazines were like, "We still want photos from that show. <laughs> we'll pay all these guys that had cell phone pics so money, and it's gonna look like crap." And so she kind of learned a lesson on that one. Yeah, okay, so she's like, okay, I'm not going to ban the real photographers because yeah. now I have even <laughs> shittier pictures coming yeah. out of me. Stuff, stuff that that's are more unflattering. Way unflattering. Goodness wow. gracious, man. So you would know that side of things because you're the photographer. <laughs> yep. I was like, I, he I knows no everything idea about that. So, if it comes to photography. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Beyonce, um, she, she was poor, poor, poor Beyonce. She was uh, oh, dude, performing. Oh, dude, that's so messed up. Yeah, so they they somebody colored her green. <laughs> it's a perfect She-Hulk, honestly. But, yeah. but, she, uh, they should, but you know, I think she should be in the, the she new. She should just uh, own it. She should. She's gonna be in the next Avengers. They should, yeah, they should <laughs> fucking own it and get her for it. But, it's, end credits. Beyonce's gonna walk out dressed as She-Hulk. <laughs> I mean, the, like, the photoshopping was crazy on this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just. But everyone, Scott, have you ever paused a movie at the wrong time? Yeah. And like Brad Pitt, this looks like a ridiculous person or, you know, <laughs> yeah, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, if you slow motion freeze frame anybody, there's this fucking like point where your face is transitioning to the next emotion, you know, and it, oh, yeah. you will look fucked I, up. You know, you know, and I capture those all the time and I don't, I don't post those. Yeah, don't, you gotta delete them. Those delete. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyone listening that wants photos, I don't do that. Your photos, your your half mouth open photos. I only I only give out the good stuff. Will be deleted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burns. So, all right. So we did not get to talk about um, you. Uh, we did not get to talk about you going to uh, to writing your own music. You know, like like, yeah. like actually writing their own good songs. You started writing like okay songs of which is in a notebook that exists somewhere so if you guys have money start saving up because when this guy blows uh the fuck up you can buy this notebook from his friend 
Uh, Actually, has, I'm gonna we're gonna <laughs> pro- probably get that published as well. Um, oh, I'm gonna talk to him about that, uh, and then uh, I think there's gonna be an autograph section in the front. So bring it to his shows all the time. He'll autograph that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Fine, whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I I I am I like I said I'm I'm from Indiana and I just hope to God all the mixtapes I made were just destroyed, <laughs> you know, like stolen. And <clears throat> I think I think you have good product when it gets stolen. Most of my shit got stolen. People be like, dude, I don't have that anymore. Someone took it from me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like somebody like, wanted oh, man, somebody that wanted that. I must have did a good job. But that's my feelings initially on it. But I don't think that that's true because I heard I, I I know that. Some of my it's early, a early process, joints. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's but when part you're ho the... about writing, you just like you're out there and you will expose that, you know, to the world. Look at me. Yeah. I can make this and it's fucking awful. <laughs> Dude, I remember like even when I okay, so fast forwarding a little bit, let's just do that. Uh, even when I started making music where I was getting a little bit more respect from like people in the industry and other musicians and stuff. And um it was funny how, like, your friends would kind of freak out about it. Like, dude, it's so sick, you know? Like, oh, this is so rad. And it make, it does make you feel good, man. Like, yeah. it makes you feel really... It's awesome. It's yeah. such a cool thing because you're like, yeah, dude, I, I made that. Like, that's, that's kind of crazy, you know? Especially when you're looking back, which I need to do more. I'm, like, kind of anti-looking back. I'm constantly just moving forward. Mm-hmm. I try not to, like... I'm like, oh, sweet, I did that. Awesome, it's on the market. Like, next thing, you know, and try not to... I've been talking to a lot of the, the social media people that help me with my D-Lod stuff. and like, yeah, mm-hmm. you need to, like, harp on stuff a little bit more and, like, promote even, like, your past stuff a little bit more. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's just kind of hard for me because I just... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm so... Well, uh, you're, you're done and you're over and you're on to the next project. But see, here, you know, here's the thing, and I, I used to tell this to a lot of, uh, a lot of rappers because um, they, they seem to just crank out material very fast um i used to do hip-hop when i first started but uh, the uh the thing about being independent is your shelf life is like a million times longer than a mainstream artist because it's not force fed down people's throat all the time <laughs> so the problem with that is that independent artists go man that song is old no that song has never been heard by basically anybody because you haven't sold 100,000 copies of it yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then not only that, but what gives us as independent artists the right to declare a song dead or old when the reason you go to see ACDC is because of the song they played a gajillion times. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if they don't play your song that you want to play because that's your favorite song of them, you are going to be pissed. So imagine trying to maintain your artistic integrity and you got so many things on your mind that you want to write about. But no one wants to hear your new shit because they're good for your old shit. Yeah. So it's a gift and a curse, but being independent is cool because you can put out as many projects as you want, but don't, don't forget to plug the old shit because that's that could be somebody's back in black you know and so that's true man like it's music is crazy music is nuts so so when did you start writing your uh when did you get to d lod because we we're gonna what time do i have you till today because i don't know how oh long. it's it's whenever 
No, I was, I was just thinking about the meter, man. <laughs> oh, the meter. He's parking meter. You need to fucking do that parking garage. It's $5. Oh, really? Yeah, the one right on the corner. Okay. It's 5 bucks, and then you're done for, like, a long Ever. time. A long forever. Time. Yeah, forever. Um, so we're going to take a break, <clears throat> a pause for the cause, and re-up this parking meter, and we'll come right back. Roger, have a podcast. All right, back to the podcast. We've just returned from grabbing lunch at Chipotle. Checking out Jesse Sutton and my dog, Digital Lizards of Doom, right here. We are uh, just chilling. It was a good lunch, man. Yeah. All right, so we're going to jump into this real quick. When did you become Digital Lizards of Doom? Because we're running out of time. He's got a show later. Um, yeah, dude. What's you're taking up all my precious time, man? <laughs> um, I became D-Lod officially, legally. Um, it's legal now? Anatomically. No, uh, around, um, it was the end of 2013. The end of 2013. Yeah. All right. So, so how did you get the inspiration for Digital Lizards of Doom? I was um, kind of coming up with this story in my head at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I had a bunch of different titles in mind for the story I was writing. It had nothing to do with music. It was just a separate thing. And um, I really liked the title digital lizards of doom and That's crazy. i just thought it sounded really cool and interesting and for, again my whole thing has always been if i if i can like something maybe like some other people would be into it too yeah because i'm a nerd so i feel like this is what i would be into like if i saw that there was a book called digital lizards of doom right. i'd check it out you know right. so um that's kind of where the name came from. And then I was doing my own thing, just Gabriel Valentin, because just kind of messing around with electronic music. We met around this time. Right. It was before D-Lot, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. I yeah, think, I think I got a business card that just says your name on it. Yeah. 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 And like um, a gas mask? Yeah. That yeah. was me. Yeah. He took that photo. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah. And uh, I think I bought a... Uh, uh, um, I forget what it was. I bought a bunch of stuff through you because uh, you, you know my buddy Scotty. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, Scotty, anytime I tried to ask him about electronic equipment, he'd be like, dude, honestly, I don't know. I'd go to Raj, man. That's his department. <laughs> he knows. He's the wizard in that area. So uh, so you guys are my two wizards. And um, him with rock music and you with electronic music and, uh, and tech, techie stuff. So... Um, so yeah, I started you know hitting you up and bugging you and um, and then played a bunch of shows with some equipment and it it was okay. I mean, I, I had a good time and I got excited about it because I was like, oh, this is sweet. You know, I'm like right. making these bloops and bleeps and it's kind of interesting. And then I started incorporating guitar into that and then I started incorporating vo- more vocals into it. I always love to sing and um, and everything I do is always kind of story based. Right. So, so I wanted to be able to do that live again. Right. So and, theatrically uh, bringing a show to life, because when you do uh, some of your shows, uh, I know as many as you probably can do, you try to do it with your other performers. You have two people that per- perform with you. Yeah. And these are characters based on the mind of D-Lod here. Yeah. And uh, they introduce the characters to the listening audience and tell them what they are. I'll probably put a photo in cool, uh, on the show blog at rogerabbit.com. Cool, so they can man. see what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, um, we have uh, Dizzy Doom, which is our hero. He is uh, kind of 
this rambunctious, very um, immature hero who has been just given, kind of born into all this power and doesn't really know what to do with it. He he knows he wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't really understand, like, what he wants to do with it. And um, then we have the main villain, who is Commander Echo, and he's this cybernetic robot who is not... And once the book comes out, it'll be more clear, but not a lot of people know, like, really where he even came from. Mm -hmm. Like, his creator is kind of unknown right for a while and in so the story those, but these are two real characters that They're, are on stage with you yeah and they come out on stage and they rock out and they uh interact with the crowd and they have like nerf gun wars and nice. lightsaber battles and nice. stuff like that it's pretty fun so see this is really cool it's another reason to go see a d-lot show because there's so many elements to the way that this man performs it's really cool just to see him doing a one-man solo act uh i've seen that before uh, and uh, you know it's really cool when he brings out the characters, and you can check out lots of stuff. There's you have YouTube videos up and stuff yeah, now, so yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many things that you can look up about D. Lod if you want to get interested and start learning about his music. Now, um, uh, it's really fun working with you on music too because we did a track together. Yeah, so, dude, and that's a fun track. I really like this song. Lose, Lose to, to an enemy, enemy, man. Yeah, it was a really good song. It's fun to work on. Uh, Noise Cartel Records. We are label. That's kind of how we brought. Got brought together, dude. That yeah. song kind of—I mean, that song means a lot to me, you know, because that was like that was like a new dawn in yeah, my was, career and fun. you know, a new relationship, and it yeah. was it was awesome, man. So we first started working together outside of just like the normal, like, oh, you know, where I work, and you come in there and you need help, you know. We you can uh, say it. You can say bug you. It's okay. No, <laughs> but he comes but, and harasses me. So you, you were like, okay, <laughs> let's go ahead and kind of do. Uh, you use Logic right now to record. Yeah. But you're getting into Ableton mm-hmm. and you're uh, with your guidance that game up and and uh, so Jesse's a trooper, man. Peter Barker is just gnawing at Jesse, and Jesse <laughs> has the composure of a champion, and he just lets my dog. Jesse bite him. doesn't cry. No, he's I've just, never seen him cry. Is, it's weird. He doesn't. I don't think he has Jesse, tear ducts, and he doesn't care. <laughs> he uh, he's uh, getting manhandled. I'll put a photo up of my dog attacking Jesse. But um, your dog is very weak. So <laughs> yeah, he's my, a little guy. My, my cat has a tougher bite. <laughs> he's a little guy. He ain't going to hurt yeah. you. He's just being like, play with me. Yeah. But um, so so you came over for some consultation on some Ableton and stuff. And I remember after the first session, because we went and we talked, we kind of had like a lunch. And, and I had uh, to pay for one of your super expensive lessons. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And... Uh, but after we did the first session, I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, I was like, you're so cool. Like, that's probably the last time that I will ever charge you for a session of Ableton. That's the last. Actually, that's the last lesson I'm going to teach you, because you know you have so many cool things in common with me, and I like your music a lot. I'm a fan, and so I was like, dude, like, he's really cool. Maybe we can work on a track. You know, that was in, you know, I'm like in my head, you know. Gabe's an awesome guy. I want to help him out as much as possible. You know, maybe maybe we could work on something. That was that was it. So that's how that happened. Yeah. And then um, uh, you are on Noise Cartel Records. Yep. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt Alcobia, aka our fearless leader, dirty <laughs> disciple. That's right. So yeah. um, the uh, you know you're already on Noise Cartel Records, and you told me about it. I think right when you had first started got on there too you told me about that in a job you know and then then you know it's months and months later i was just like oh yeah you should send your stuff to matt or, yeah you know or uh i'll give you his email or 
Yeah, and you I know, think he told me about him and stuff, and you know, and I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, or maybe you know, this is cool, and uh, but uh, yeah, it was a really cool, cool how, how you kind of hooked that up, man. You, what did you do? Um, yeah, so that's actually a really cool story. Um, I forget. I think I sent because he was still in Australia at the time. Uh huh. Pretty sure, right? Like, wasn't Matt still in Australia I, at the time? I don't know. I, I don't think he was. Because he came out here... He came out here in Easter. On Easter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. We have our own sound effects. <laughs> Jesse has given the dog the, the squeak <laughs> Um. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, that's what editing's for. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we had, uh, I had contacted Matt and I had sent him an email with the tracks that I had heard from you Uh from Reggie Rabbit, um, downloaded off iTunes in the order that I like them. (laughs) In the order that... Oh, yeah, by the way, go check it out on iTunes. Little plug there. <laughs> Raji Rabbit. The only one out there. It's not hard to find. Um, and I sent him the tracks in the order that I liked. And um, Take Me Away uh-huh. was the first track I sent him. Uh-huh. And then there is, I think, there's five on that EP, right? Right. Or four. Five. Five? So then the other four songs... And I sent him um, Bass Goes Boom was probably the second one. And then so on and so on. And uh, anyways, so he gets back to me. like pretty. He's pretty fast. you know. He gets back yeah. to people pretty quick. And he goes, hey, man, yeah, I really like that first uh, track. Um, it's not really what we're looking for. Right. Or no, 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 actually, he didn't even say first track. He's, he's like, oh, I really like that EP. Um, you know, it's not really what we're looking for. Yeah. And, like, you know, we're looking for more, like, you know, yeah. banging stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dang, like. He didn't think that was banging. Like, that's <laughs> odd to me because yeah. I thought it was like pretty gnarly. You know, like okay, right. whatever. I got and the, then, <laughs> I got the wah wah. Yeah, so. and, and I was like, all right. Yeah, but he was like, oh yeah, you know, like good music, like great production value, like all this stuff, like sounds really clean. Like, you know, if you get a chance to record with that guy, you should. Sounds like he knows what he's doing. I'm like, cool. all right, you know. So Matt's a very honest guy. Like he doesn't right. he doesn't BS on anything. So, um. So I was like, all right, you know, a couple of days, like, weeks go by, um, maybe like two or three weeks. I forget like wh- how long it was. It was, it was a good chunk of, j- good yeah. chunk of time. And uh, we're hanging out and we're in my van and I'm driving Matt around. We're like going to some meeting. And uh, I said, you know what? Just for like the heck of it, I'm just going to put Bass Goes Boom on, like just to see like what he does. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and instantly, it was like probably 20, 30 seconds into the song, he's like, who is this? He's like, dude, this is a, a low, this is, this is Raji Rabbit, man. I sent you this. And he's like, dude, this is freaking awesome. And his like little accent, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And Australia. I was like, I knew you didn't freaking listen to the EP. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I did, man. It's just like, I listened to that song and like the song he sent me was like kind of chill. And I was like, yeah, but you, that's all you listen to. And he just kind of laughed. He's like, ah, oh, sorry, man. You know, I'm, I'm really busy. You know, like, yeah, I was like, dang it. No, that's my bad. You know, I, I learned a valuable lesson that, um, you know, you gotta you gotta put like your best track first or whatever. So yeah. Listen. But but in it's my weird opinion, because yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was my favorite. Song. Bit. That's your favorite was what you let him yeah, hear. Yeah, that was the one that connected to yeah. me. Like, inst- I mean, they all yeah. they all did, but yeah. that was the one that was like, 
that song. Like, I'll listen to that maybe a couple times. It, you it's know? so it's such a crapshoot, isn't it? Like yeah. to give somebody your <laughs> art, your project, and just be like, and you hey, think this is what I do? You know, and you're like, this is my favorite thing. The one that you may not even think is your favorite thing could be the one that catches somebody else, you know, or whatever. It's really cool. All of those tracks, all, all pretty much everything I do that I actually put out, you know, is is like special to me. So like, I like them all, but like, yeah, I I don't know. I I thank you for sending it to him, and I don't know how I would have. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's weird. If things have to happen for a reason, sometimes you yeah. know. But I, it's so funny because you, <laughs> you you try to hook it up. You know, it, it didn't really work out, and then. He, but he I'm persistent. It another also. way, you know. I'm persistent though. Right, but but I, mean, I, I knew you were that, good. I think so that's I was just hilarious. Like, I mean, the, the the the, you know, one track, you know, it could could completely close the door. How many people are out there right now <laughs> that have sent their music out to anybody, or you know? Yeah, uh, or even just try to reach a fan or something. You and my know? my pride, I'm not gonna lie, dude. My pride was like a little hurt a little bit because I was ah. like, I was like, dude, this. I thought it was so badass, and I was like, come on, man, like, really, like you, like. <laughs> I mean, it is so. I I didn't think that he didn't listen to it, but there was something in the back of my head that made me put it on again. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, dude, maybe he just was in the car or maybe he was yeah. at his office and he didn't really get a chance to dive in maybe his so. mind was somewhere else and i was like i'm just you know what screw it he's in the car it's my car it's my rules yeah he's gonna listen to this track and of course it was like he had never heard and he hadn't he hadn't yeah. even heard that track yeah he was like what is this i was like dude yeah. this is roger rabbit i told you <laughs> it's so, so funny pretty funny so funny so you know, now we're label mates thanks to you and you got and you and him have done all kinds of cool yeah, stuff stuff we've that worked on some awesome stuff and yeah yeah so it's crazy, man. It's so cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny how things come together, you know? And so what's really cool is that we there's part of the team, the Noise Cartel team, is we have Mr. Jesse Sutton. So we have a photographer in-house yep. that's ready to, like, rock and roll and kick ass. Okay, so your photos are awesome, by the way. Thanks, man. Uh, how long have you been doing photos? I, You know, I lost track. Um, I mean, like, officially, I... I mean... The, what I shoot and like how I shoot and everything is it didn't really kind of like start off as just photography because I was doing graphic design and and um, I came from an art background. My half my family is complete like full of artists and everything. So I really uh, structure and and um, color and and everything kind of came out of that. And mm-hmm. I like to consider myself I was a lazy artist where I was like I want to create art but I don't really want to actually spend one like a whole bunch of time creating this one piece of work and right it not turn out um so i kind of like started doing photography because i was using i was using um photos as reference for pictures i, I wanted to create so i was already taking the photos out but i knew i could make it better too so i started diving more into photography more and more and more and all, I, all of a sudden, like I was in college and decided to change my major to graphic design to photography, and I was already making some money with graphic design, and totally ditched that and just went to photography. And it's funny is once I did that, that's when I first shot Gabe's old band, band um, Counter Launch, and that's where I met him. And it was like, what was it called? Counter Launch. Counter Launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but That's an interesting name, Gabe. I was, uh, <laughs> how, do, how the hell do you come up with counter launch? Like, what is a counter launch? Um, is that where you like? How do you put something, shoot it into the ground instead of shooting it in the air? Dude, I don't really know how, how you, we came up with that just name. Just going straight down, dude. It just Go downhill. <laughs> there isn't a lot of. There wasn't a lot of bands. I like that. That's a cool. The counter launch. That's 
I it <laughs> makes my mind think. Um, it's really funny because everyone would always call us Counter Strike. Like even like fans, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're the like, game. dude, mm-hmm. I'm, dude, mm-hmm. like, oh, I love your band Counter Strike. <laughs> like uh, that's a video game, bro. But uh, no, yeah, Jesse's been there since oh seven. Oh seven, yeah. So wow, because yeah, I remember I was talking to you before we worked together, and you were like. You introduced me to Jesse. I was scared of you, though. I never told you. I don't think I've ever told you that. I was really intimidated by you. Not like scared, but really intimidated. Because you were so knowledgeable. And I was like, I felt like I didn't know anything. And I felt like, well, I didn't know anything. Actually, I didn't know anything (laughs) at all. I didn't feel like it. I just didn't. And, um, And so, I mean, I could tell you knew what was up. Like, I mean... With Ableton and stuff? With everything. Just with tech stuff in general. So when I would ask you questions... I was like, dude, he's probably just like this freaking guy. Like you, you know, you're just like looking yeah. at your watch, like get out of here, man. Like nah. I got important people I got to help out, you know. So I was like always intimidated by you. So I kind of was like, kind of hung out with Scotty more. I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Raji's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. no, we became friends. But I just got to know you more because like uh, you finally just broke down, and you were like, dude, if you want to learn Ableton, you should just come over. Fifty yeah. bucks a lesson. Let's do this. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was like. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. Like, he's like reaching out. There's That's only awesome. so much that you can do um, showing people a step at a time. You know, yeah. You, yeah. They, they, they do something, they reach uh, a uh, stopping point, you help them past that, you're gone, they hit the next hurdle, and they have to stop until the next time. So it's really cool to link up with people when they have time to go one-on-one. But anyways, like I said, when it, when we had so much chemistry when you came over to hang out outside of, you know, um, where I normally seen you that, uh, I was just like, dude, no, Gabe is cool as shit. And <laughs> I would not, that, you know, charge to work with him ever. Cause I would like to work with him, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, but so yeah, Je- Jesse, Jesse and the Counter-Strike, uh, band, uh, <laughs> the photo shoot. Yeah. That's it- how you guys started really getting a good rapport together. right? Yeah. It's just, uh, he was, I didn't was- really he needed a photographer, and I was there, and I was like, I'll do it for free. Did you guys grow up together? No, we didn't grow up together. We didn't grow but, up that far from each other. But what's funny is, like, now that we've been friends for a long time, there's a lot of shows, and there's a lot of stuff we've done where we've been at the same places. Yeah, we just never really we crossed. We were always Like, we never stuff. saw each other. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah. we, we'll talk about concerts. Like, oh, remember, there was, like, this show where, like, so-and-so, like, jumped off that. And he'd be like, dude, I was there. I was at that yeah. show. And I'm I was like, like, yeah. oh, I was, gosh, I was like, on the crazy. other side of the room. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he's hard to miss. He's, he, like, he's got his freaking... His hair. His I hair. also had a lot... I might have had... I was like goofy. I'm oh, I'm still goofy, but I was a lot goofier. Do you have you ever like braided your hair? No. No. <laughs> dude, you can have some braids in, dude. You scared the shit uh, out of some white people. If there's if there's uh, money involved, I don't know, maybe, but <laughs> we should get that going. Yeah. yeah. I'll start a guys, kick, I'll get a Kickstarter going. If you guys that. want to put a Kickstarter, I'm not gonna put any energy into it though. <laughs> <laughs> So so all right so when you're shooting uh, uh, what's your favorite type of uh, of, sh- of, st- of stuff to shoot besides uh, nude ladies? <laughs> well, damn, you went straight. He's for too that classy one. for um, that. You know, it's like I've been bouncing around. Um, I, I was doing gra- uh, pro- product photography for the past year. Kind of nice. I started off hating it, and then real like realized the potential for it, and right. like it's very like tedious and and um, technical, and I kind of started loving that. So, but. Um, I always love shooting bands, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's where I've been doing for the 
since the beginning, essentially. Since awesome. I, like, switched to, like, I'm going to do photography. Yeah. And just bands were there. Because I, I knew a lot of the guys um, yeah. in bands, and so they needed, photo- like, photos yeah. done. They oh, that. Always. Yeah. Always. Wait, useful. who, how did you get introduced to Noise Cartel Records? Uh, how did you come across Who's responsible this? for that? Oh, you, you, you're just trying to... <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Gabe... Gabe, if you want uh, a noise cartel record, send your record to Gabe. Yeah, just <laughs> don't go to the upper management. Send it to Gabe. Yeah, Gabe will get it through. Gabe's um, the man. He'll put your shit on. Gabe. Uh, you need, Gabe also runs A <laughs> <laughs> and R. Yeah, and I've Austin met, too. Austin Kramer, man, Kramer Creative. Damn, that's true. That's I'm true, taking man. responsibility for you. That. Bring a lot of people on board, dude. That's awesome. I, I just told Kramer like at that uh, NCR party. I said, I said, dude, where's your phone at? And he's like, oh, it's right here. And I was like, dude, you should put your stuff on. He's like, no, no, man. No, 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 no. I don't know anybody. I'm like, exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. put your stuff on, dude. Yeah. And everybody was like, whoa, who is that? You yeah. know, like instantly yeah. everyone's like, that. Oh. like, you know, that was cool. But yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, it was, it was different. I mean, like um, you everyone were, at the party was like completely separate from that music, but everyone was digging it. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, a nice community, like of just creative people. And yeah, um, people can see when creative stuff is going on. Kramer has a cool thing too, man. Like he has his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so hard to do that now, I think, because like there's acoustic artists and then there's DJs and then there's electronic rock bands. And then, but there's a certain thing that you add. Like if you are a creative person, I think, and you mm-hmm. let that shine through, it, it just comes through. And yeah. You got that. Kramer has that. Jesse's um, got that. Jesse's definitely got that. <laughs> Thank you. So, so you got introduced with Matt. Was it easy to hit? Did you guys hit off right away? So I was I was up in uh, San Francisco working in a studio, and Gabe kept calling me. He's like one of my best friends, so kept calling me. He's like, "Dude, you should talk to this guy. You should talk to this guy." I'm like, "Okay, like, well, I'll meet up with him." Like, I came down here. Um, I think for like just come back home for a tiny bit because I'm San Diego is my hometown. And, um, yeah, right. It was a scoping mission. <laughs> See if San Diego is worth this time. Let's uh, be honest. Um, so <laughs> Gabe set up a meeting with Matt, and just like Matt was like looking for a dedicated person, and yeah, and um, kind of just worked out. And ever since then, I've been exclusively nose to tell photographer. Awesome. And uh, we're good. To, I'm so so glad to have you, man. I, I I really I just got my photos done before like a few. I guess maybe like. God, four or five months ago i don't even remember how long ago now but it was cool i have very happy with him love him love yeah. the guy the guy was awesome it was very uh, blessing that i ran into that guy because i really needed photos and at this time i had actually discovered the mask this so i just got the mask yeah. i want photos <laughs> you know what i mean because up until then i had just used the rabbit mask. ears you know and so i got this full face mask it's dope and uh uh then he was telling me that you're coming back to town i'm like okay sick you know sick so i definitely need them now Oh yeah, more dude. than ever. I mean, I'm been, like more than thirty. Like I'm about thirty pounds down. Yeah, you're looking so good, like, dude. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm I like, like, yeah. So now like the pictures bit. aren't accurate. Like <laughs> I, you know, like I'm a little heftier in those photos. You know, oh so, yeah, <laughs> So it's like, uh, it's like, damn, I gotta update that stuff because people aren't gonna think I'm the right guy. You know, yeah, I'm gonna show up and like, he's different. That's not him. He's thinner. It's good. But, good um, so it's definitely time for some more photos for me. So if you see my next photo set, it's gonna definitely be from. Mr. Jesse Sutton. So, Hell yeah. Um, super stoked to work with you on that, man. Uh, have you ever had any um, nude shots with ladies? Uh, yes, I have, but uh, I'm not really going get, to get into that. that was a, <laughs> what? That was an awkward, awkward thing. <laughs> Why? How's it awkward? Oh, no, you know, like, usually it, 
it should be freaking awesome. He didn't but... know women have boobs. <laughs> he had seen so, his first nipple. No, that, no, that was, no. Um, it was a. Uh, it was a scariola. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just. It was just the girl was trying to kind of manipulate me in a bit, and it was just like, oh no. So it was, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. did you? Do, <laughs> did you do any? Uh, so there's only one nude shoot that you've done. So far, yeah, yeah. All right, ladies. So if you're out there listening. <laughs> To the well, we squeaking sound, that's my dog. And if you need nude shots, hit up Jesse. He uh, is he looking really for a non-awkward, non-awkward yeah. nude shots. Yeah, hit I'm, up Jesse. I'm, cl- I'm all class. I'm. That's not even a joke. Yeah, we did one. He don't want Jesse he, and I did one. That one is that is a joke. <laughs> no, I'm it's not. not I'm, don't lie. I'm not. Don't I'm lie not to people. Millions naked. of people. I've seen you naked way too many times. So. Oh no, he's never taken that's advantage of that. So not true. <laughs> and shot. No one has ever seen me naked. <laughs> so so you're okay you're verifying that it was a complete joke oh dang it <laughs> yes so you know um no uh, so your your artwork is amazing i i like i like uh, i call it art because it's photos and photos are art to me but anyways your your product your art your it's amazing how hard is it to shoot a band uh you know the band part isn't the hardest the venue is the hardest so it it really depends on the lighting for the venue. Every venue is kind of different, and a lot of times it's completely dark. Like, they want black walls, black ceiling, black everything, and then just kind of, so you focus on the band with the lights. And sometimes those lights aren't bright enough, and then so it's, it gets really tough, um, especially when I can't just, like, use flash. If I'm using direct flash, it just looks like crap. So a lot of times I, I'll just do uh, just no flash and um, just crank up the ISO, which is uh, pretty much equivalent to the film speed of uh, back in the day. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's sometimes it's, it's the bands are the easiest part because they're already putting on a performance. And um, the hardest part I find is just the venues itself. Right. So um, do you ever have a, so that's shooting a live band. Um, while they're playing, how yeah. do, is it harder to shoot a live band as a photo shoot? Just the band together, like that's, that's how a, hard is it to get like five people or four people to like line up together and take a good photo? It depends. It really depends on the person. It's, um, I mean, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But uh, if they come to the table with like some cool ideas, it makes it so much easier. Cause yeah. Then, then um, I don't have to like figure out what you what they want. Um, and, and then once we have like an, they have an idea of what they want, I can add my two cents and then make it even cooler instead of just having, Hey guys, I don't know exactly what style you're going for. Your branding, yeah. your like what, what you are trying to tell to your audience. Um, so I don't know your audience straight off the bat. And so you, they, like a band will have a better understanding of their audience. So if they come to the table with that kind of mindset, things click way more and photos come out way better. How many cameras do you usually take to a live event? Because sometimes I see people and they have like I just twelve one. of them strapped to them, and I think that's just, a bit much. Yeah, just one. Just one. One camera, a couple lenses, and um, I'm good to go. Are there any shots that you are any uh, projects that you necessarily don't like? So me being a DJ, sometimes I don't like to play places where they're going to make me a playlist DJ and absolutely rule over what I have to play. You know, I to me yeah. being a DJ is an art form as well. 
Uh, yeah. not, not knocking the people who do it just to be wedding DJs. Like, that's an art form too, kind of. Like you have to have the patience to deal with the bossiness of people. But a lot of times if I'm in the zone and not bothered by uh, anybody doing requests, you generally almost get a story. You know, like I can take you to different places um, emotionally and with what the music is actually saying, if you listen to it, sometimes they, 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 it yeah. means stuff. So um, is there anybody that's, that you don't work with because it's hard to shoot, like weddings, or do you, you know? Um, I, you know, I shoot everything, and uh, I like to be uncomfortable in a way. So those things that I, I'm like, I don't like to do, I normally try to go do them so that way I'm comfortable. So I, I'm like a all like i do every photography and i'm okay with it right um so yeah i mean it's yeah weddings are just a struggle but i've recently have been getting really like comfortable with the flow of it and everything and it's it's been great um i just have to say i don't know like i haven't been thinking about that because i just try to do everything yeah i guess i guess pop like paparazzi kind of thing like i would never do that okay so that's the kind of photos that you're just like no not not into yeah it. Not yeah because you know they're trying to like get other shots that i'm not trying to get right like like yeah just getting out of limos with their dresses up yeah it's just like i i'm going into an artist so that's not really art that's just like like you're just sleazy you're trying sleazy. to get the like a the sleazy moment like no one else can get because you're just being a creep essentially right, and that's right that's not me I hate yeah. being. I don't want to be a creep. I will vouch for Jesse. He is not a creep. <laughs> He's awesome. And uh, if anybody needs photos, are you uh, available for open work? Yeah, definitely. Yes. And uh, give them your website one more time. So it's at uh, jsuttonphoto.com. jsuttonphoto.com. And you have a pretty large uh, gallery to look at, like portfolio on there? It's sizable. Um, sizable. I can make it a lot bigger, but then you're just going to be overwhelmed with just photos everywhere. That's true. That's true. So it's, it's, it's sizable. It's not like, you know, three photos, but it's it's, it's good amount. Nice. Awesome. Well, go check out Jesse's work and uh, his website. And also, um, we're going to get Gabe back in. Gabe, what are you doing? Gabe has uh, went to the bathroom. Gabe, are you taking a shit? That's yes. I think Gabe might be uh, taking a digital dump of doom right now. <laughs> I don't know. He's been gone for. I want to say like a minute. More than a minute, I can tell you that. One second. We're taking a pause for the cause. <laughs> Why is it quiet out here? Because we're waiting for you to get done taking a dump. Oh. We just got done talking about all the photography stuff. Is all right, so Gabe is back. He just took a digital dump of doom. <laughs> yeah, I actually was sending autographs. It wasn't a... My, my in the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in the bathroom. My dog took a shit earlier. Did you like the first half of the podcast before you went to lunch? My God, it just wafted over. I and love like, that hasn't wafted over yet. No, mine isn't going to waft. Dude, I said I was signing autographs. That has nothing to do with That's feces. That's the new code word for taking a dump. There was no fecal matter or... Any of that stuff. That's disgusting. (laughs) Gabe is like Kim Jong Un. He doesn't shake. He doesn't take shits. Oh. You know uh, that? No way. He doesn't doesn't shit. He doesn't have a butthole. That's like what they tell the the apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Because he's like the leader and he's too strong to have like normal uh, things. 
with his body. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, there's like, he like, <laughs> yeah, that man has no flaws except for his uh, gout foot. And his uh, wife that was in a porno. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't hear about that. No, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Jesse took pictures of her. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he said it was an awkward time? So you're about to rock a show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to get on this podcast real quick because you're about to launch a podcast. First, shout out to Matt's podcast, right? Matt's still doing his yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norse Cartel Records, right? Norse Cartel Records podcast. Is that weekly now? Yes, it is. Weekly um, podcast on noisecartelrecords.com. Check that's, that out. That's noise with a Z. Yes, noise with a Z, cartelrecords.com. We'll put that in the link, show links at rajirabbit.com. But uh, you can check out, uh, so awesome family podcast. And a new one is being, a new, <laughs> a new one is being born as yes. we speak. Uh, you have one lined up coming up soon. Yes, um, we have... This Wednesday. We're launching it this Wednesday. Right. And it should um, probably already be launched by the time you hear this because uh, I have to yeah. wait till next week to post this because I'm kind of back. back yeah, back. dude. Um, so this is What will this cool. be about? We're going to go in the future. So you can go and listen to the podcast that we're going to record this Wednesday, but will be available on our website by, by the, the time, time you hear this. this. Yeah. Kind of trippy. Uh, um, it's, it's mainly based around the art of music Mm -hmm. uh video games and comic books specifically so um it's yeah just gonna try to combine those three worlds there all three of those things are something i'm very passionate about yes and um i uh i've said this in another interview but i don't really feel like uh anyone's done it correctly you know and i'm not trying to be too like boastful or anything and not saying like i'm going to do it correctly but that is my goal i want to try to really kind of changed the game a little bit with how um, that stuff is perceived. And and there's so much... The, all three of those things have so much to do with each other. Yeah. And... Talking about comic books and uh, video games. Video games, like storytelling. And music. Music, art, you know. And um, so that's my goal is to just kind of exploit that a little bit more and also um, kind of be a voice for the underdog too because I want to get some... <laughs> Dog. It's like I can't wait to listen back to this <laughs> because we're gonna Peter, forget. Peter Barker, <laughs> we're gonna forget when those sounds come in, you know, and then we're just gonna hear it all of a sudden. And it's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, but uh, we gotta keep it real. You gotta keep yeah. it real, dude. If it's not real, Peter Barker it's fake. is a co-host and he can't talk. So yeah, and once in a while you hear him make noises. He's kind of a glory hog, so he like has to get involved. He's a little asshole right now. Get that from him. <laughs> See if you can get it from him. He might be. Hasty, he might might be he might relinquish his hold. Um, so go ahead with the oh um podcast. Yeah, just trying to kind of stand up for like the small guy, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a small guy, um, and just trying to be a voice for like the more independent comic books. We're, right. We are gonna like for those of you who do follow Marvel and DC, like myself, you know. Um, I love Marvel, I love DC, I love Dark Horse, all that stuff. Man, you're going to be a regular on my podcast, because I, I have so much shit that I can talk about with you guys, you know? Shh, dude. Like, we have just talked about, like, ourselves right now, but, like, next time you come in, we'll talk about, like, shit in the world, you Let's know? Let's change it up. Yeah. Well, you should but, come on Meltdown, too. Oh, I'm down. Sometime. So it's going to be called Meltdown? It's going to be called The D-Lodge Show, Live the, at Meltdown. The D-Lodge Show, Live, live at Meltdown. At Meltdown. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, and we're going to be broadcasting live um, out of the AC Lounge uh, the second Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be broadcasting live out of Meltdown Comics up in Los Angeles. What time? The fourth Wednesday, 6 to 7, every every other Wednesday. Nice. So, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you should come on the show sometime, man. Yeah, we'll dude, just talk I'll about definitely some nerdy be a stuff. guest on your show, man. So, and um, that's kind of what I want to do. Um, or, or if you even wanted to, like, co-host a couple times, you know, and just, like, kind of we could talk to people and stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Because um, we're going to have other guests on there. Some I can't... Um, Reveal. Reveal oh. right now. There's some people we've contacted that seem pretty down about it, so I'm really sad nice. about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, actually, by the time they hear this, I'm not sure, will it be... Feb- yeah, it'll be February by the time yeah. they hear this. Yeah. Uh, Mike Towery, the creator of Comic-Con, is going to be on our podcast. No way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on nice. um, February 11th. Nice. Um, so you can tune into dlodband.com and, and see And you better that. have some free passes for me this year. I didn't get to go last year. <laughs> so I would like to go this year. Dude, hang out with us, man. We got that taken care make, of. I'll make that podcast happen. I'll, I'll make. I'll be, visit that podcast just so I can bounce in on them and say, hey, <laughs> look out for your man in the rabbit man. <laughs> Give me a ticket. Um, yeah, so that's going to be really cool. And uh, we're gonna, we are going to be covering DC stuff, Marvel stuff, Image, Dark Horse. But we're also going to be covering um, a lot of independent stuff. Nice. A lot of independent stuff. And that's something I really want to reach out to. So if you are hearing this, hit me up on Facebook. Um, just type in Digital Lizards of Doom on Facebook, search, or go to Google. Whatever is easiest for me for you, Facebook, um, website, um, any of that stuff, just find me, contact us, let me know if you're an artist, um, for a comic book, a comic book artist, if you're, uh, if you know, if you have a band that has been inspired by, uh, you know, the comic book realm or the nerdy realm, or if you make video games, if you're a programmer, any any of that stuff, hit me up and let's talk. You know, like we'd Hell love yeah. to have you come on the show and the D Lodge show. Even if you can't make it to the show, we'll try to promote you as much as we can. So yeah, like maybe like a point now. Hey, cool comic of the week. Yeah, that's cool what we're gonna indie. do. We're we're gonna be covering three comics every episode nice the first one is going to be a mainstream comic just to keep it you know we got to do that yeah uh the second one is going to be a throwback comic nice that could be anything just something that you know we dig up that day we're going to try to keep it fresh too we're going to try to read stuff that morning and be like oh i read this this is yeah. pretty cool because obviously wednesdays that's it's when like all the a comics nerd book out. club yeah exactly <laughs> which is and awesome because i'm a nerd by the way he knows that's why we bonded actually <laughs> and the third uh, is going to be an independent. So we, every single week, we are going to have an independent comic book or graphic novel that we are going to be talking about. So seriously, if you want to promote your book, hit us up. Like we'll get it out there. So. Awesome. And uh, check this book out, dude. Look at that. You gotta get my my boy on. I'll, I'll see if I can get him. The on. Legend of uh, Ricky Thunder. The Legend of Ricky Thunder. What do you know about that? I I don't know anything about it, but I will check it out, man. Yeah, man. My boy Kyle Starks. That was growing up. With, with where I was from, I worked at this little small independent store in, in Evansville, Indiana. It's called The Book Broker, okay? a super cool place. It's still open today. Uh, there's no place like it. Actually, people travel back from because they move out of Evansville every once in a while. Someone gets freedom. And then they move, they, they'll go back to Evansville to visit family, and they'll go yeah. into The Book Broker. It's tradition. you got to go there. So The Book Broker sells uh, sports trading cards, comic cards, uh, uh, the new hero click shit, all that stuff, the uh, Magic the Gathering, 
uh, as well as comic books. So every week, comics would come out. So I worked at a comic book store for most of my life uh, in the early uh, part of my working years uh, for a long time until my 20s. Um, and uh, so this guy, when I would go into the book broker, there's a guy named uh, Kyle St- uh, Starks, and he uh, was like the coolest dude to me. Yeah. You know, he he was cool, kind of like... Uh, uh, just kind of like you know, had a kind of just a sn- snappy attitude, kind of funny. Like everyone would crack jokes on each other there. While I would go in, my mom would drop me off, and I would read comic books. Okay, like because uh, that's what I wanted to do for fun. And I didn't have the money to buy a lot, all of them. I bought what I could, but I would read a lot of them there, and I'd talk the talk about pogs and stuff with the, the guys that worked there, and you know, buy some sports cards and. Um, he was the epitome of cool. Well, I didn't know that he was actually into comics and drawing and stuff until like he had left the book broker. And I, I got there, so we worked together for a short period of time, some, some mm-hmm. few years. And then he leaves, and uh, he, uh, you know, went about doing his own thing, grown man thing. And I stayed in contact with him through Facebook. And then I saw that he was releasing uh, these comics and stuff. And he sent me, uh, I think it was, uh, might have been what, what, two years ago. Uh, I got The Legend of Ricky Thunder, which is uh, a graphic novel about pro wrestling, which I like anyways. Uh, and uh, it's a comic book about pro wrestling. Uh, now, he writes some other stuff. He has one, I think, called like Sex Castle or something like that. Uh, he just launched himself, so I'm, uh, I'll throw a link to his stuff on there. But you should get him on there, man. He may talk about like why he's writing these comics about things. But I think he just got distributed by... Um, somebody that's pretty big cool um so yeah i'll see if i can get some information for him for you he would have to join my phone or something because he's still in yeah yeah in evansville but he's cool anyways i just thought i'd bust out an independent comic that you haven't seen that'd be so tight man gabe's thumbing through it right now yeah this is awesome but uh yeah man we're really looking forward to the new podcast the d-lod show we're gonna check it out um and uh it's going to be out by the time you hear this podcast. So check out all of uh, Digital Lizards of Doom music, all of his podcast ventures, all of everything, and uh, so much more stuff coming up, man. It's so exciting. It's There's crazy. so much more to talk about, but we've already like... This is just like an introduction podcast, yeah, man. Yeah, like, you, you guys will be back for sure. Um, but uh, we're going to uh, end the podcast because you got a show to get to. I do. And uh, it's going to be tonight, which doesn't matter to people listening out there. But where <laughs> it's you, where, already passed. It's already done. It's done in PV. So we're going to assume you rocked it. The show was it. awesome. The show was awesome. <laughs> the show where, was where crazy. Where are you going to be at, though? Uh, the Turquoise. The Turquoise. So he's playing uh, at the Turquoise. I'm going to check Beach. it out. And uh, we will uh, We will see. Yeah, dude. It's going to be sick. Actually, it was sick. You guys missed a great yeah, show. So yeah. many naked chicks. We're, we're in February traveling. now. Um Congratulations, February! You made it. You're looking yeah. good. February is awesome. Month. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Is it really? <laughs> what is it? it? Is. <laughs> That's cool. No, I, I thought that was a uh, July or something like that. No, dude, no, it's wow. the shortest month of the year. <laughs> what? It's oh. fucked up. It's the shortest month of the year. That's so that's, that's kind of funny. Is it fucked up? Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. Anyways, we'll check back in with your podcast and then hopefully have you back on my show too so we can just keep bouncing back and forth. Also, check out the Noise Cartel Records podcast too. You can check them out. Noise Cartel Records. It's noise with a Z. Cartelrecords.com. And uh, that's also my man, Jesse Sutton. Yeah. Jsuttonphoto.com. Jsuttonphoto.com. And uh, that's how you can reach us. All the links will be on the website at rogerrabbit.com. 
And until next time, people, we're Thanks, out. Thanks, dude.